my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe. And I'm Roger Berman. And you're listening to Works, works for, for Us, where we talk to people about what works for them and their relationships. And of course, what doesn't. Okay, so this is a very, very exciting episode um, for our listeners, for Roger and I. Today, we're talking to a couple whose relationship actually has a couple of decades on mine and Roger's, which we've actually never gotten to say that. So married for 44 years and together for over 50 Suzanne Summers and Alan Hamill's romance is what relationship goals are truly made of. And they make it look so effortless and fun. I don't know how they do it, but hopefully we're going to find that out today. Now, Suzanne, of course, has captured audiences, including us, Me. for decades in leading roles such as Chrissy Snow on the hit show, da-da, da-da, Come and Knock, Come on, on, knock our on Our Door. door. <laughs> I mean, I had to sing that Sorry, one. there's no you, way How people... many times have you heard that? And how annoying <laughs> is that? We're so sorry, but we couldn't resist. I mean... But nobody, nobody knows the lyrics. <laughs> Come oh on, my God, I feel like door. I do. Oh, we've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses <laughs> are hers and hers and his. Oh my God, it's the best. I mean, I watched uh, that show many times. Um, billions. Uh, Three's Company and Carol Foster Lambert on Step by Step. She's also penned multiple books, hosted her own show, and created her own phenomenal line of skincare so we can all look like her. Beauty and health products that you can find at SuzanneSummers.com. Her longtime husband and business partner, God, we are so similar. Alan Hamill is a well-known Canadian game show host, actor, and producer who has hosted classic shows such as Wedding Party, The Alan Hamill Show, and Anniversary Game. Alan has also partnered with his wife on various business ventures and projects over the years, including, but of course, not limited to the iconic... Master. Yes. We are beyond excited to hear all about your incredible relationship and how you make it work. So I don't want to wait one more second. Welcome to Works for Us, Suzanne and Alan. We are so excited Welcome. to have you. Welcome to Thank the you. show. Thank you. You're the famous Roger Berman, aren't you? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. I want to add a little uh, to brag about my husband. He was actually the Johnny Carson of Canada. He uh, hosted the precursor to Saturday Night Live, and they did outrageous satire on Canadian television. And um, when I met him, he was so famous, I couldn't believe he wanted to take me out. 
Aww. You know, when I met Rachel, she was so hot. I, I didn't think she'd take me out. So I'm kind of right there with you. No, but that, by the way, can I just say Canadians are like my favorite people. I agree. I, what, what is it in the water in Canada that everyone is just so much nicer from Canada? Everyone I meet is just the kindest, friendliest, happiest, like giving uh, like amazing, amazing people. I'm. I feel like we need to spend more time in Canada. Yes, we do. Do you know anyone like that, Alan? I, I don't know any Canadians like that at all. <laughs> wow. Well. But what I wanted to ask when I was reading up on on the two of you, don't you live in California? Well, Suzanne does. Or how did this whole th- like? How are you How'd a big you Canadian star, but she's a big U.S. star? I, I just and you're still together. Can you? Can someone explain that to me? Want me to start, Alan? Sure. When I met him. Um, I was not Suzanne Summers in that I, I had no fame at all. And he, um, this was nine years before three's company. Oh, he, wow. Yeah. He yeah. felt he had gone as far as he could go in Canadian television. So he moved to the States and he partnered with Dick Clark and he and Dick Clark started producing shows. And oh, that, oh, that slacker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one of those shows I was hired as kind of the, the pretty model and um, and then the rest is history. He, I, I was hired for a game show they were producing called The Anniversary Game. And I was terrible at it. So I left in shame because I kept looking at the wrong camera. But he found my phone number and called me up. And uh, so I went out with them and slept with them on the first date because I thought I may never get another chance. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. I love you because I keep telling all my girlfriends that are single right now that go on dates. I'm like, don't do that. But now I have to kind of retract on that. Wow. Right? Yeah, but, I, but there, was some, there was some. You knew. I, 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 I met him and I knew him. I didn't right. know what that meant, but I knew him. If you believe in past lives, I think we've been together a lot. That's amazing because a psychic told us that too, Rachel. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I think that you could coin it as chemistry. I love that so much. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Well, Roger and I have been together for 30 years and married for 24. Congratulations. Thank you. And I think, you know, that was sort of the impetus for Works For Us was because I think people probably the same as when they meet you guys, like how on earth have you been together this long in this industry? How do you work together and all of that? But you've actually been married for 44, which is incredible. How long long before you started? So keep going with the story. This is a good story. So so you woke up the next morning (laughs) and what happened? In in my own bed, I slipped out. Okay. Oh, walk of shame. Okay. Okay. I got it. Uh, You know, when you come home, uh, like, Four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. All walk of shame. The walk. Why of shame. are you wearing heels? Why are you wearing heels? Yeah. Yes. Make up down to your no, chin. You're holding your heels. Yes. <laughs> I, love I it. just, I, I, I would have married him that night. I, but he wasn't ready. He was just getting out of a marriage, and um, I went to my therapist at the time, and I said, I met the man I want to marry, and she said, Tell me about him. She said, Oh, he won't be ready to get married for ten years, and so. Ten years later, maybe it was nine years. I'm not sure. Um, it, it all worked out, but we were blending families too. That is so hard. I had one child; he had two, and there is no child, no child, who wants a new parent. And so they they feel threatened. They try to divide. You know, mommy, can you and I go out for dinner? Just us, not them, kind of things. And it 
it wasn't until we got married and we became a united front that the kids realized they lost that battle. And then they all started settling in. And it's, it, it takes decades to really become a um, cohesive whole family when you're blended like that. But we're, we're there. And it's really wonderful. And I used to say, Suzanne, Suzanne, can we go out for dinner, just the two of us, without them? <laughs> <laughs> Alan, I feel I, like I feel, I feel like, like Alan, you're you and me. Roger I might have like to go me, play. Alan. You might need to go play some golf. And how do you know he plays golf? I don't. I'm going to just make the assumption: tennis, golf, walk, talk. Probably plays drink. ice hockey. He's from Canada. He probably <laughs> plays ice hockey. Yeah, and, and golf is not fun in those Canadian winters. No. Actually, in Canada, in Canada, the real crazy golfers they play golf in the wintertime using orange balls. Yep, I've heard that snow. Golf, really? Snow. Yep, snow golf. Oh my god! While they're experiencing blue balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. This is quickly well, becoming he, my favorite but episode. Don't forget, yet. he was a Canadian. He was like the Canadian Johnny Carson. The man's <laughs> funny. He's better than Johnny Carson. <laughs> Come on, this um, is this is this is heating up here. Wait, you guys. So I love this story, and I do think it's kind of funny too. I just want to point out some similarities. I love. That Suzanne's like, okay, we need to blend the kids. We need to keep them together. We need to make this work. We need to sort it out. And Alan's like, can we just go out without any of them? Which is what yeah. Roger does all the time. Right. Can't we and, just and, go and, and I me? have, and these are these are my kids, and you know, I like, still yeah, want to <laughs> abandon them whenever possible, <laughs> just so we're. I love them, but I do like abandonment. Okay. But what I want to know, hold on a second. So okay. you did. So it sounds like you. Were you dating for those 10 years before you got married? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, we were, yeah, we're, we're actually living together. Got it. Right, so... No shakeups, so no breakups. Right, so this is a, a question that I wanted to ask. Do you celebrate your, like, first date anniversary, or do you celebrate your actual wedding anniversary? Or are you like, what about the credit for the first everything? 10 years? Like. How do you how do you reconcile that? Because a lot of people are like, oh, they just get engaged and within the year they're married. So they're like, oh, it's our marriage. But like if you put in a decade, like how do you signify that or do you not? We fought a lot in that decade. So we like to start with the actual wedding date. <laughs> ah, that's a new one. Okay. But I'll tell, I'll, the, the fighting was essential. I never knew what we were fighting for or about. We were fighting for a level playing field. I didn't want to be controlled, and he was very controlling. And we worked that one out. And um, uh, we got married when it was right. Uh, it, it was uh, in the first year of Three's Company. And I, I, I just, it, it's, it's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, she, she finally got a job. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to marry this woman. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally, she's an earner. You're like, oh, like, finally, she's an earner. I'm in. (laughs) I love it. I agree. By the way, for those listeners out there that know, Rachel had no job when I fell in love with her, and she was living in um, my apartment with no fairness, job. Can I say, all fairness, I just graduated college. Of course, I didn't have a job. No, most people f- graduating college go into their jobs they that they interview not. for. They like, take time off. They travel. In any they, event, okay. um, yes, there was a little bit of similarities in that story, But too. you guys, we waited 18 years. We were together 18 years before we had kids. So, Alan, did you propose to her? I mean, this was way back, right? Traditional, no? Actually, I did. I remember the night she had just done the um, Dinah Shore show. And we went out for dinner to this little French restaurant we loved. It was on Melrose Place in L.A. It was a tiny place called Le Restaurant. 
<laughs> it was tiny. It was sexy. The lighting was great. It was peaceful and silent in there. People whispered. No one made any noise. The food was great. The drinks were great. And uh, they had these pink candelabra on the table. So the pink reflection on our faces made us both look really beautiful. <laughs> it's all about and the light. I proposed, to her, I proposed to her that night. And actually, sitting at another table very close by was Don Rickles. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, I did propose that night. It was great. And thankfully, she said yes. I wonder how many people say no. I think if you are in the frame of mind you're going to ask you have a pretty good idea of what the other other person yes. you would hope you would hope unless yeah. or unless you're completely delusional and, right. and don't get the in which case it's good to say case, no because they're completely not yeah. not in the right place right you know one, one of our kids describes our relationship as functionally codependent Oh, I think that's what we are. That's sort of us, except I would say Rachel's a little more codependent. You're codependent in your own way. It's just in a more subtle, subtle I could, way. I could adapt. You could adapt. Yeah. Instead of instead of you making me coffee, I could easily get it myself. <gasps> I'm teasing. Oh, don't say that, Roger. Teasing. Yeah, he's what just... do you mean? I say that because I get the coffee. Suzanne, I'm the one that gets a coffee every morning at Starbucks, please. I'm but not it... saying anything that will be taken away from me because it doesn't exist. <laughs> I think I think um, having your coffee brought to you in the morning is one of the reasons for a great marriage. Call me. Well, shallow. I do that. I well, do that, but, but I go reversed. to Starbucks. But you have to admit, honey, for the first twenty years, I was bringing it to you in bed. Now, since Starbucks has happened, he goes at six thirty in the morning. I will say this to anyone who will hear me: there is no one on this earth that provides like Rachel provides Aww. for me. I'm serious in I that do way. Spoil like, him. You have like, anyway, but this is not about us. It's about you guys. So I want to hear about your wedding. I want to hear about your wedding because we know that you, you were together for 10 years before you proposed. And then what kind of wedding? Cause you were obviously, as you mentioned, Suzanne, you were blending families, which as we know, and I just want to say thank you for being very candid and honest about that because I think not everybody is. And it's a very complicated situation. I'm pretty yeah. sure I don't know. I don't know any situation that it hasn't been complicated. And I think nothing is truer than what you said about no child wanting a new parent because they don't. Oh, no. Our wedding day was one of the worst days of my life. Stop. No. Stop. It was awful. <gasps> Everything about it was awful. Why? We invited the wrong people. Okay. Uh, there were a lot of have to invites, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah, of yeah. course. Always. So it's sort of industry is what you're saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was the first year of Three's Company. So I was still into pleasing everybody. And here's the weekend. The, the day before, Morley Safer and the crew of 60 Minutes, when 60 Minutes really meant something, came to our house to interview me. Uh, as the next Farrah Fawcett, because Farrah oh. had just left uh, Charlie's Angels and Three's Company was now number one. And I had to go get my hair colored. It was before I had my stylist come to the house. I hadn't learned that stuff yet. Mm -hmm. And I went and, and you know how hairdressers always say, your blonde is a little brassy. Let me tone yes. it down a little. Yes. Let oh, me God. just so let me said, use a little toner. Yeah. Okay. And I came home with brown hair. Oh my God. Now, I walk in the house with brown hair and I hate it now. So what happened to your hair? But I've got Morley Safer in the living room 
Um, now I'm trying to wash it out like it would wash out. And my hair looked <laughs> terrible. And I had relatives staying at the house who we, I really couldn't fit because I was still pleasing everybody at that time. And our kids were upset. Um, they, they, they hated the whole idea of us getting married. And so there's just a lot, a lot of negativity going around. I was so glad when the day was over. Me too. And also we had ordered uh, two beds from what was the name of that company? A Christ. Yeah. From Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I said, we need these no later than I gave them the date. And so the day before we're getting married, the bed still hadn't arrived. And we have family staying was at the house. And these are elderly people. Where are they going to sleep? So I was crazed with everything that was going on. So I called Christ. I said, where are the beds? And they gave me some answer. And the, basically, the answer was, we're not going to be able to deliver them. So I said, if you don't deliver those effing beds... <laughs> By the end of the day, and the next thing I knew, there's a seven-foot policeman at our front door. Oh, my God. Now, I'm upstairs washing the brown out of my hair and Morley papers sitting in the living room. And the police are at the door. <laughs> you guys, do you know what? This sounds like a this really like good movie. This sounds like Three's Company. This sounds actually like a Three's Company it episode. It actually sounds like a great movie called, like, The Wedding Day. The yeah. Wedding Day. But you know, you oh, know yeah. who made really good friends with Morley Safer? Who? My mother-in-law, my, my husband's mother, She's a, a great Jewish mother and makes incredible soup. And so she's making soup for Morley. And Morley feels like he's back home again. Well, Morley, Morley's mother and my mother knew each other. Oh, my God. Stop. Really? Yeah, from Toronto. Toronto. Oh my God. I, I think they both came from some some similar place in Eastern Europe somewhere. So you get the picture of the day? I not only have the picture, but I actually see it like it's happening around me. That's how clear it is. I really feel like this is more of like... Roger and I are both Jewish, so we really have the Jewish scene set too. You know, like, you know, it's like vacation, (laughs) European vacation. This is like wedding vacation like you it's know like if they steve, had like it's the like a off- steve martin chevy chase chevy chase it's like if chevy chase was getting married this would be his day <laughs> pretty much my mother-in-law was so accepting of me uh, being a non-jew she said but the irish are the lost tribe of israel so that's how i got swept <laughs> into the fold <laughs> really that's amazing you know you were asking before about um celebrating anniversary anniversary And the reality is, you know, we have for the last 40 years, actually 41 years, we have not spent one night apart. And because we're in business, we're together 24-7. Same as us. Same as us. So we have been together constantly, nonstop for 41 years. And every day, I'm not kidding, every day there's some kind of celebration Every night at five o'clock, we both go to what what Suzanne calls Big Al's Bar, and we have a tequila. I love that. Suzanne is an incredible cook. I mean, amazing. She's written, uh, of her 27 books, nine were cookbooks, and they were all New York Times bestsellers. Jesus. So I'm eating five-star meals every (laughs) night at dinner, okay, after we have our tequila cocktails. So every day is really a celebration. So when it comes to celebrating dates, it's like, I don't know what else we could do. Well, my my birthday was last weekend. Happy birthday. So was Walter's. Wait, what did, oh, wait. October 16th. Oh, so you're a Libra. Libra. So is Roger. 
Alan, when's your birthday? I'm, I'm, a, I'm the first, September 1st. Uh, no, you're not. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm September September 30th. <laughs> you're September 1st. Yes, exactly. Actually, you know, actually, the, the day she turned 75 was a very special day for me. Last weekend. Yeah, because... Happy birthday! First, yeah, that was the first time in my life I had ever slept with a 75-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so Okay, can I just much. say something officially? You, This is my, you you're are my, my favorite couple. You are my absolute favorite couple. We are putting, couple. like, we got to put this on the website. Like, this favorite episode favorite ever, ever, ever. The holidays are all about coming together and creating the magic of the season. Sure. You can buy ornaments, but isn't building custom ornaments so much more chic? This year, KiwiCo invites your family to make the holidays a little more hands-on, all while learning a thing or two along the way. KiwiCo is the one-stop gift shop for kids of every interest and age, my kids included. Kids can discover the mechanics behind everyday objects, learn the science of cooking, explore new cultures, and practice new art and design techniques all through seriously fun, hands-on projects. My kids have absolutely loved the science and robotics-themed KiwiCo projects, such as the remote-controlled snake robot and the domino machine. But we've recently been picking out our holiday crates, and I love that KiwiCo makes holiday decorating interactive and so much fun for the boys. They are so excited to try the Santa's sleigh and, of course, the ice skating rink, which both have a little bit of robotics and mechanics to them while still being super seasonal and cute. I love that KiwiCo has made it possible for them to learn and create while getting in the holiday spirit. No matter the time of year, you can always expect KiwiCo to go above and beyond. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. KiwiCo Day will be their favorite day of each month, and you'll love how high quality the materials are too. You cannot even believe it. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. This holiday season, give the gift of a fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code ZOE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code ZOE, K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code ZOE, Z-O-E. With the holidays approaching, you may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra money. Well, I've got a solution that maybe you haven't thought of. Consolidate your high interest credit card balances to a lower rate and save with Lightstream. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans with rates starting at 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. That's much lower than the national average interest on credit cards over 19% APR. Plus your rate is fixed. So as rates continue to rise, your low rate will not budge. There are no fees and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for my listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash so. That's L-I-G-H-T S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Zoe. 
Lightstream is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Zoe for more information. Can I just tell you guys are officially our heroes? But by the way, Alan, a couple of things. You and Roger are going to be best friends. At approximately five (laughs) o'clock, I also go over to said (laughs) liquor cabinet, and I more I I go for Tangray Ten because I like Tangray and I like gin. (laughs) Um, But that's what I have. I have wine. I have wine. and Rachie has wine. So we kind of do that too and chill. But the one thing I will really, I'm just, I'm, I really got to ask, you've never spent a night away from your wife? Like what about like boys trips? Does that not You know, I, I've never, I've never had a night out with a boy. Oh, actually I had one. Son Bruce, I don't know, 40 years ago uh, was into wine. And even though I, I had a substantial wine cellar, I never really understood wine. And he said, well, we're doing a wine tasting and it's going to be in Beverly Hills. And actually, it's under the street. There's some wine thing under the street. He said, why don't you come with me? So I went with him and everyone brought their favorite bottle of wine. And I'm sitting there with eight other guys. And there's I hear things like, hmm, it has licorice notes. What? Right. <laughs> Sambuca. And you're like miserable. Yeah. That was the only that was the only time I've ever had a night out with the boys and I'll never do it again. But we go out with couples. We, we right. like yeah, yeah. great Same. couples. Same. I like couples that like each other. Yeah. By the way, there are a lot of similarities. Can I tell you something, you guys? Roger and I we constantly say my my friends cuz we're we're almost never apart, really. Like, I mean, maybe two to four nights in a year, he'll like go on a golf night with his friends or whatever. But we always say the biggest challenge of our lives is finding couples that are strong, that like we love spending time with where they really like each other still. That's a huge challenge. And I'm wondering if that's a challenge for you, because I'm thinking if we're, you know, 30 years in and you guys are 50 years in, it's got to be challenging sometimes to find, like, I know Suzanne for me, like so many of my girlfriends never go out with their husbands. And I always want to go out with my husband. Me too. You know? yeah. Me too. I think, no, no. I think our nightly date yeah. it adds so much to our relationship because we both are doing our thing. I sit and write all day and he's, he, uh, he runs the business part of our business. I, shut down at five o'clock and we sit together and we relax and we talk. In fact, the last residency I had in Vegas was a couple of years ago at the Westgate. I had my own room and uh, I was really looking forward to it because I had performed in Vegas for uh, a couple of decades, always in big shows, you know, 12 dancers and 25 people orchestras. But the act I always loved the most was whenever we would go to see Sinatra I loved I loved him walking out the king. drink in his hand and the the relaxed tie on his tuxedo and he had he had a big band, but sometimes he he loved loved saloon gigs where he had a, a small band. So I 
uh, put together a six-piece band of my favorite musicians that I've worked with over the years. And at, at our Big Al's bar, Alan and I put the act together. I would sing to him something. And, you know, when you're sharing mm-hmm. it together, you get real loose. And it was very, very honest. And, you know, when I mounted that show, uh, which Alan produced, I got the greatest reviews of my entire career in Vegas. In fact, the headline was Vegas is back. And I think what they <laughs> wow. were saying was no long, it, w- this was not a big electronic show. I walked out and, you know, you sing a song and then you talk and you pick mm-hmm. up the energy of the room and you, and you can kind of pick up the feeling of how up they are, how down they are and how much you've got to do to get them right in that zone. And, um, it was a challenge every night for me to talk to them in a way that if I got this compliment after the show, I knew I succeeded when people would say to me, I felt like you were talking just to me. And that's what I was trying to do. And um, clearly you did it, Suzanne, because uh, I just would like to share with our listeners that you were named Las Vegas female entertainer of the year in 1986, which is a a really big deal. Along well, I with mean, Sinatra. Wow. God, God, that's no big deal at Sinatra all. was male entertainer and I was female entertainer. <laughs> so cool. That wow. is maybe one of the coolest things that's I've insane. ever <laughs> heard. Oh, see, after that, I would be like, I'm done. I can retire. It can't get better than this, right? I mean. You know, Sinatra was a friend of ours, both both Frank and Barbara. And we lived, we, we lived very close to one another. And we would we didn't see them often, but when we did, it was a very special time. And uh, so we went to Frank's last performance at the McCallum Theater in, in Palm Springs, and it was it was a very sad experience because it was the end of his professional life, and he needed assistance to remember the lyrics to songs he had sung all his life. And then afterwards, uh, he and Barbara invited us back to their home, and there were about a dozen other people. And Frank always loved having music around him, so he had a little trio playing, and they were serving cocktails. And uh, so I went, I went to the bathroom, and when I came back, Suzanne is now singing with the trio. You've got balls of steel. <laughs> you are singing in Frank Sinatra's house to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anybody who would like that more than Frank. Yeah. You know, he, he's a he's an entertainer, and I'm an entertainer, and so you do what you do. Yeah, you do what you do. You do what you do. You do what you do. And and, I, and so you mentioned Suzanne that Alan runs the business part. Of um, the how did you, did you like wake up one day and decide to do it together or how did that, how did that Genesis? Cause that's the other question we get asked. Yeah, how do you do business together? And I, I, I think Don't you got, get sick of each other. Don't you want I to think, kill each other? As we all know, and we tell people it's the best. We roll around our business trips. We never are, have to leave each other. Yeah, Our business trips are us. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fun. Well, you know, I, I've always, I've always had a business of one kind or another. And, um, this, our business started the day she was fired from Three's company. And the reason she was fired was because she wanted to be paid what the men were making. They had lesser shows and they were making 10 to 15 times more money. And so I went in, I went in to negotiate the deal. My contract was up. Her contract was up. What we did not know was that Laverne and Shirley 
had gone in, their contract was up a, a month before, and they had gone in, the two together, and had negotiated the most incredible deal for themselves to continue doing the show. And the parent company of ABC decided, you know what, we have to stop women from asking to be paid what the men are making. So let's fire the biggest female star in television, and no woman will ask to be paid what the men are making. And it worked for eight years. Wow. Not one woman, except until Roseanne came along. Uh And Roseanne is fearless. And we know Roseanne really well. She used to open for Suzanne in Vegas. And uh, she went into ABC. She put a one-page treatment on the table for the show Roseanne. They looked at it. They said, we love it. We want to do it. And she said, great. I want to be paid $750,000 a week to start. And they laughed at her. And she picked up the page and started moving toward the elevator. And they looked at each other and said, what are we, crazy? And they hired her. And she was the first woman to break through. And then after that, I mean, you know the deal that friends made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, anyway, in today's uh, environment, you couldn't get away with not paying women parody. Right. For what it's worth, when you were gone, I stopped watching of it. Of course, everybody did. Like like well, the thing went in the garbage. Ego always spoils the best deals, okay? It's sometimes money, but it's it's usually ego. And the main producer said to A- when ABC went to them and said, this is what we want to do. He said to them, not a problem. I'll just bring in another blonde. I'll train her like a seal and we'll just carry on. And as you know, they brought in not just one blonde, but two blondes. And unfortunately, it, they didn't live up to what Chrissy Snow was on the show because it was about chemistry, chemistry with John and chemistry with uh, yeah. Joyce DeWitt. So unfortunately, uh, the guy from uh, Cats Television, which I think is some kind of distribution situation for independent TV, he said to me one day at a convention, he said, Suzanne being fired from Three's Company was the greatest self-inflicted wound in the history of television. And the producers and the distributor lost well over $1 billion by doing it. Oh, my God. Yeah. When we when I was on Three's Company, uh, Alan and I being business-minded, we talked to them about, you know, Chrissy Snow um, it, it has a look. We should do a line of clothing of, of hot pants and suspenders and yeah. knee socks and slip on, you know, snap on ponytails and do the whole thing. And uh, the the producer who I have a, a little bit of a story about said, this is not a show about business. It's about the show. And I thought, mm, I think it's called show business. And then we went <laughs> again and said, Chrissy Snow should have an animated Saturday morning cartoon show. And then another time we went and said, Chrissy Snow should be a movie star, The Adventures of Chrissy Snow. I mean, you could see where all the little girls would come. A hundred percent. The Adventures of Chrissy Snow. But also one day, I got a call from Steven Spielberg. He said, would it be okay if I came over to your house and spoke with Suzanne about a, a role in a film that I'm doing? So he came over on a Saturday afternoon, and the two of them sat up on the roof. We were living on the beach in Venice in those days. And they spent most of the afternoon together. And then he offered her the role. And it meant that Three's Company would have to start production a week later than was scheduled. And they said, absolutely not. We don't care who it is. 
and we're not starting a week later. So that was that. So then the following year, we get a call from Dustin Hoffman's agent who says, Dustin is doing a movie. Uh, he's got a great part for Suzanne. And uh, would you guys come to New York and meet with Dustin? So we go to New York and Suzanne meets with Dustin. And again, they would the, the schedule for Three's Company would have to move by a week. They said, absolutely. And I said, you guys are crazy. I said, do you understand? Like what this is going to do for the show and everything else. They really never got it. They were stuck. And uh, these were. But I think it also was, there was another complication. The, the producers were Nichols, Ross, and West. And um, Mickey Ross, when I came into the show, uh, you know, I had been discovered by Johnny Carson, and um, that's kind of a wonderful story, but I really had no acting experience. And so I said on day one of the show, I just want you to know that I've never really studied acting, uh, although I had the lead in Guys and Dolls in high school. Can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine saying that? To the cast and the production crew on the first day, you That's could hear amazing. You could hear their sphincters slamming. Of shut. course, yes. Yeah. But, but what, they, what I was trying to say to them was, I got I was the uh, Adelaide in Guys and Dolls, and uh, Walter Winchell heard about this high school production and came. Walter Winchell was uh, at that time like the most famous radio show guy when when radio shows were few and far between and he had a specific look look he wore a uh, a tan raincoat and a pork pie hat and so damon runyon who wrote guys and dolls wrote one of the lead characters fashioned on walter winchell so walter winchell had heard about this high school production and came on closing night uh, at the end of the show, I don't know who he is, um, the drama teacher asks us all to sit down on the stage and introduces Walter Winchell, comes up on stage and comes right to me and says, you're going someplace, sister. And because of that, I got a scholarship, but then I got good Castle girl. I got pregnant within months. First time I ever had sex. That's another whole story. So now I'm back in the, the Three's yes. Company. Queen. Um, the Three's Company uh uh, rehearsal hall day one I say I never have but I got the leading guys and dolls and and I could feel the the darkness come over the room and I said but I'm a real fast learner which I am by the way so this guy Mickey Ross took me under his wing like remember maybe don't but in the Olympics there was Nadia Komenich and her coach she would do a flip and a turn then she'd look to him for approval and yep. give her a thumbs up or a yep. thumbs down yeah that's how I worked with this guy. He was an old vaudevillian. He taught me a lot. And it wasn't too long after that. I, see, I didn't realize that during this time I was working with him, working with him, that he had fallen in love with me. I could have told you that. So I didn't realize it. And I was very still naive. And in the middle of year two, I was watching John Ritter. And I went, oh, I get it. Comedy is musical. I'm musical. It's set up, set up, beat. I totally understood the rhythm of, of um, bouncing the, the, the line back to John. And we got so good at that, like a ping pong ball game. Right. So yeah. I say to Vicki Ross, this guy who had fallen in love with me, unbeknownst to me, uh, I'm going to marry Alan Hamill. Well, a, a darkness came over him and he told me I was crazy and I'm going to ruin my career and how could you and all that. And from that moment on, he did everything he could to sabotage me. So when Alan went in to renegotiate six years later, 
guess who we renegotiated right. with mm-hmm. and the ABC lawyers, right. Mickey Foss. Right. And Alan told them, as he repeats to me, you know, Suzanne's been on 55 National Magazine covers most every year. She has her own specials. She's been on everybody else's specials. She's in demand. She's number one demographics. And the men are being paid 15 times more. So she'd like to be paid what the highest paid man is. Mickey Ross stands up. He's smoking a cigarette the way someone would smoke a joint. And he puts the cigarette on the floor and stomps it out, walks over to Alan's chair, leans over him and says, you want me to share my blood with her? And Alan said, yes. And I was fired. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is a story. I was only in there for less than five minutes. So at that time, there were no cell phones. So I'm waiting for Alan to come home. The night before, he had gotten a call from someone at the CFO's office in a- at ABC in New York and said, he didn't hear this from me, but they're going to hang a nun in the marketplace, and it's going to be Suzanne. In the morning when Alan left, uh, he op- opened the front door and uncharacteristically said, looked back at me and said, you know, this could all blow out of the water. I said, no, it's a negotiation. You ask for this, we counter, you counter, we meet in the middle and it's all going to be great. So I'm waiting at home and I'm waiting and waiting and it's about three hours and there's a way the front door opens when it's good news and there's a way it opens when it's bad news. So true. So the door opens real slow and I hear him slowly padding up the stairs. So I met him at the landing and he looked at me and he said, you're out. I said, I'm out? He said, yeah. He said, they fired you within five minutes. And then he took me by the shoulders And he said, we're going to make this work for us. And uh, and we did. You sure did. He had a plan and um, he made my deal in Vegas for me because if the public couldn't see me on the air, they all they crowded my showrooms. And that's probably why I became entertainer of the year. And then I loved, I loved live performing so much that I didn't care if I ever went back to TV. Sure. And then during the day. When you're on the road with a nightclub act, I had nothing to do. And so I started writing books. And so 27 of them. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. I've written two and I'm like just now coming around to thinking about a third. Curator is the premier shopping membership created by me, Rachel Zoe. In addition to so many other benefits, members earn access to The Shop, an exclusive e-commerce marketplace offering hundreds of pre-approved products by yours truly, from clean beauty to glamorous accessories and beyond, by the most coveted emerging and established brands. Best of all, members unlock deeply discounted pricing of up to 60% off. Shop brands like Gucci, Kate Spade, New York, Missoni Home, Mark Jacobs Beauty, and many, many more. The Shop Membership is the most accessible and flexible membership option, inviting you into the curator world of insider-only access and discounts for only $40 to start. In addition to saving up to 60%, members also earn $50 in rewards every three months. Do you believe that? Luxurious new products are added daily and just in time for holiday shopping to get your friends and family exceptional gifts at unbeatable prices. This season, let the shop be your one-stop shopping marketplace. Join the membership today at curator.com and use the code WORKS20 for an additional 20% off. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com and use code WORKS20. 
What people I think don't understand about writing books is they are labors of love. Yeah. They are so much work and soul that go that are poured into a book. Yeah. So yeah. 27 of them is is just unreal. I just need to point that out. Whereas we're talking about all negatives are opportunities. Yeah. 20 course. years ago, I got breast cancer and Well, I was going to I was going to ask you about that next because my grandmother, mother and sister have all had breast cancer 65, 55 and 45. My mom is 25 years clean and my sister is almost eight years clean. Um, we currently do not have BRCA detected in any of us, which is surreal. Great. That's lucky there. And Let's see. We'll see. There are hidden gifts in cancer. And I changed my life uh, when I got cancer. I, I didn't want to do the whole uh, chemical poisoning thing. And so uh, I decided I would change the way I ate. I would change the way I thought. I would change the way I slept. I would change. I would just make all positive choices in my life, which has been so good. I grow my own organic food. We eat uh, quality food. I think it's about the food, don't you? Yes, very much. Very much. And my kids constantly like, why do you, why is everything we eat in this house have to be organic? And it's like, you didn't eat organic when you were little. And I said, if my mother had a choice... She would have only chosen organic. It wasn't a choice then. That has a lot to do with our business and why we created the organic uh, certified toxic-free skincare, hair care, color cosmetics, um, household cleaning products. Because I think we're all walking around with a toxic burden. And if you can eliminate what you put on your skin, uh, and i.e. chemicals, and if you can eat food that hasn't been sprayed with poison, who thought that was a good idea to spray our food with poison? And if you can clean your house with uh, non-chemical uh, household cleaners, and if you can clean your air with a HEPA filter or an IQ filter, you're ahead of the game because we're under the greatest environmental assault in the history of humanity. And there is an epidemic of cancer in children now. And I read a study last week about babies. They're, they did a study, their first stool is loaded with plastic. Ugh. That means all the plastic the mother's taking in, probably doing something good for herself, drinking water out of plastic bottles, but all those phthalates end up in your GI tract. And everyone has, we have a, a product um, called Gut Renew. And I'll tell you, it came out of, um, from, from my constituency, our constituency. They started complaining about constipation and bloating and uh, dog tired and all the indicators of a screwed up GI tract. So we made this gut renew smoothie powder that has all these different ingredients that you and I haven't had today, marshmallow root and uh, 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 pea protein and all, all these things. I can't think of them right now. That kind of works like, you know, the GI tract is the length of a tennis court and around it, is this mucus. That mucus is the immune system. So when the chemicals get in your GI tract, they eat through that mucus, i.e. lowering your immune system, and create leaks, i.e. leaky gut. Mm. And now all the all the bad stuff leaks out into your bloodstream and, and, and eventually gets up into your brain. I'm sure that's why so many kids have ADD and ADHD and OCD and dyslexia and dyspraxia and then dementia and Alzheimer's, all these things. It's no accident. So 
we started, um, we made this uh, smoothie powder that tastes delicious. That's, that's the key thing. You can't make a smoothie powder that tastes like chalk. We're ordering uh, uh, like 72 tons a month of it. Jesus Tons. Christ. It's because everyone wants to look like you. Everyone wants to be you. They're like, if I drink this, if I eat like she does, if I do everything she's telling me, am I going to be 75 and look like Suzanne Summers? No, it's genetic. No, I think no, it's a it's lot of it. Genetic. But I do have one question going back to breast cancer because, I, you know, I said something this morning on my Instagram. Um, you know, it's breast it's breast cancer awareness month, but for me, it's breast cancer awareness month every month because every yeah. day. I mean, as as you know, um, but I think my question about breast cancer is how did you go through this and approach this as a couple? Because obviously there's a lot of strain and stress and emotion and things that it puts on a family when someone is sick. And so you guys have obviously been through a lot together, but I think I'm curious, you know, just sort of how you dealt with that. Cause now you're obviously here, stronger, bigger, more beautiful than ever. So, and healthier, I imagine. So yeah. it's, um, is a gut punch. And it's the first time you deal with your own mortality. We all think we're invincible. And um, I remember walking down the beach with Alan that day after the diagnosis. And we weren't talking. And then I heard a voice in my head. And it said, I can handle this. And something about it uh, resonated. And I thought, I can. I can handle this. And then I really had to think, what have I done in my diet and lifestyle to play host to this terrible disease? And um, that's when I decided I'm going to change my life. Uh, being on so many television series, they have the craft table, which should be called the craft. Of course. Table. It's loaded with... Roger's favorite spot. Oh my God, craft yeah, services. Chemical stuff. Everything's covered in orange powder. There is no orange powder in nature. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You mean so, goldfish? Those goldfish they yeah, sort of swim, Doritos, swim around yes, in the goldfish pond? Even organic goldfish aren't I good. Know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but but um, I wrote a book called Knockout, Doctors Curing Cancer Without Drugs. This book will never stop selling because it's all the doctors who have found protocols to treat and hopefully beat cancer without drugs. And so I followed the protocol of the Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, and it's controversial, but it was coffee enemas uh, and pancreatic enzymes. And I said to him, why coffee enemas? He said, well, the liver is like a sponge. If you take the coffee that way, he said it kind of like squeezes the chemicals out of the liver. And then the enzymes are like little Pac-Man and they eat the debris. Cancer is debris. Chemicals are debris. And so when mine recurred, that's what I did and uh, got rid of it. And when I had my breast regrowth uh, was using my own stem cells, the doctor had, that's, he's the doctor who founded in the other breast. And then at my opening night in Vegas, he said to Dr. Gonzalez, because uh, I had gone on Gonzalez protocol and this uh, breast surgeon went back in there. And he said, if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. He said, there was nothing there, nothing. So uh, it's a different approach to cancer. I'm sorry you have it in your family because it's going to chase you. I know. But I know it's beatable. And diet is the biggest, huge. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. That organic food you eat is saving your life. And if it recurs or if you get it, um, it's, 
it's your diet and read my book knockout. <laughs> I'm going to read all 27 of them. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> but I do want to ask because I think it would be crazy if we didn't the first infomercial I ever was made aware of was turning on my TV at some ungodly hour, hearing your beautiful voice, and looking at your perfect body using this thigh master. I think you might have been wearing those EGs e- at the time. Remember those thick socks? <laughs> and, I a feel scun- like you're, and a scrunchie and in scrunchie. my hair. I feel like early days, that's what the look was, <laughs> if I remember correctly. But, okay. So, Raj and I need to know why. Why the thigh master well, is it? Who came up with the idea is the first thing. We need to. Who's, I'm going to let Alan tell you the business part of it, but I'll tell you how what happened for me. I bought a pair of Manolo Blahnik shoes. It was my first pair of, of nude, super pointy toe, toe cleavage, uh, high arch. I have a high arch, and uh, man, it made my legs look amazing. But there are $565 back then. Wow. And I said, to myself, I'm in my dressing room. I thought, Alan's going to think I'm so stupid for spending this much money on a pair of shoes. So I walk out in my underpants and bra and my new high heels. And I said, how do you like my new shoes? And he looks at me and he goes, great legs. And I went, oh my God, that's the commercial. So now, Alan, you tell me the rest. <laughs> okay. So uh, a guy I knew from Canada called me and said, I've got this... Um, device it's an exercise device it was invented by a swedish doctor and she's had it for 15 or 20 years and she doesn't know how to sell it can we meet so we met and i looked at this thing and it wasn't called a thigh master it was called a v v as in victor v toner because it was shaped like a v <laughs> and it was an upper body workout and the idea was that if you used it your upper body would be shaped like a V, okay, V-toner. So I said, okay, leave it with us. So for the next two or three weeks, we played with it, and Suzanne put it between her knees, and she said to the guy, is this good for thighs? He said, oh, yeah, it's good for thighs, but it's an upper body workout. So he goes away, and we then decided, you know what? Nobody cares about their upper body the way women care about their thighs. So let's give this a name. Let's get rid of the gray paint on this thing. Give it a new color combination. Give it a marketing plan. And we argue about this. Who gave it the name Thymaster? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and I fight over this stuff all the time. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll give it to her, okay? Although I don't believe it. Ah, this is exactly our conversation. Favorite but person. This is, this is part of the success of our marriage, okay? Saying yes. <laughs> happy, yes. Wi- happy wife, happy life. And the, the other thing that works in our marriage is, as soon as she opens her eyes in the morning, I wake up before she does. I wait for her to wake up. As soon as she opens her eyes, I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? And that's until around 2 or 3 o'clock, and then I say it again. And that takes me through to cocktail time. So that's one of the big. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, this so, is you, this is Alan lying. Okay, <laughs> this is amazing. So anyway, my father, Alan, for what it's worth, my dad, my parents have been together fifty five years. They're celebrating wow. this this wow. uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. and my dad would probably say the same thing. Yeah. Look how look how your relationship is mirroring that. Oh, there's the front door, Suzanne. That's your IT guy. That's my IT guy. 
I'll finish the interview. Okay, you finish the interview. So, Suzanne. Alan, thank you. Alan, thank you. <laughs> He's gone. Okay. He's gone. All right, He's been waiting gonna have, for this guy all right so it's days. gonna be hard playing the newlywed game with uh, Alan gone, but it's okay. <laughs> so what's your advice? Uh, I, I mean, I think Alan was starting to allude to it, but I think most of the people that listen really want to know, like, how do I get what they have? And I guess the question is, you know, what are the secrets or what are the learnings? I I think it's a, a simple. We give each other a lot of attention. He must tell me I'm beautiful twenty times a day. I I probably say the same thing to him. I, I love to look at him. He loves to look at me. Uh, we love everything about each other and we tell each other all the time. So you're just constantly feeling reaffirmed and feel great about yourself and um, great for one another's self-esteem. And then I feed him well. <laughs> by the way, this is this not, is pretty similar. This is pretty by similar, the way. although Rachel doesn't. I told tell... you you look the best now that you've ever looked. I tell you that all the time. Mm. Yeah, he's a six pack. At... This is Rachel lying. Oh, you're so sweet. But I do tell Rachel she's beautiful every single day. Every yeah, day. every single day for twenty. You have had a magical career, Rachel. Really, thank you. Your you're name has so been out sweet. there for so long. Thank you. I really appreciate that coming from you. It means so much because you're such a hero. I, I can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough for taking the time. You are literally a champion. Such an inspiration though. Such too. an business. inspiration. You know, also business, you, I mean, obviously you're so successful and you did it on your own terms, which I love. And that's the thank real you. key takeaway. And you got to be a warrior in this business. Yes. Um, I don't mean argumentative as a warrior, just strong and tough. And when the big fist comes, you, you know, you turn right or left. Our, our careers are cyclical in that they're high and low and high and low. It's real easy in the high times, real easy. But it's the low times that is your greatest opportunity because you have finally have time to think. And in all of my low times, I've just used them to um, rethink what it is that I'm doing and where I can take it. And I never, ever thought that I would be one of the leaders in the health industry. But when you write so many books, you, you get smarter. And <laughs> yeah. I'm very proud that I started the bioidentical hormone movement because it's now global. And just recently, I lectured to 6,000 doctors teaching them about hormone replacement using natural hormones and how it can extend your life. We are now living in a world where it's routine to live well into your 90s. So that's called life extension. They'll keep us alive no matter what, no matter how. A lot of people are alive, but they're not alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, of mm -hmm. course. But my most recent book is called uh, A New Way to Age. And the essential message is that aging is about worn out parts. So you pay attention to the language of your body. Like for hormone uh, deficiencies, I call it the seven dwarves of menopause, itchy, bitchy, sleepy, sweaty, bloated, forgetful, and all dried up. When you're itchy, when you're sweaty, when you can't sleep, when your hair is stringy, when you're getting premature wrinkles, that's your body talking to you. And so you do lab work. So it's not guessing. You're not throwing hormones. I lose, do lab work to see where your hormonal levels are, where your nutrient levels are, where your mineral levels are. And, and you can like tweak it, you know, put back what you've lost in the aging process. So that's how I do it. Not so much to look good on the outside, although it manifests that way. I want to keep my insides young because that's how I can, um, you know, stay in good health for the longest period of time. So that's been a very, very rewarding thing that probably wouldn't have happened 
if I stayed in the sitcom world. I was real good at it, but it was time to go. Wow. Suzanne, I want to tell you something. I'm starting to think that we're kindred souls. You just said warrior. And that is when I say the campaign that I use for the last, I don't know, five, 10 years, at least like I use the word warrior because I say all women are warriors. We actually just created a bag that I'm clearly going to send you for breast cancer awareness that says all women are warriors. And I always say it's like a hashtag I use all the time. One of my fragrances is called warrior because, yeah, because I really believe that all women are warriors. You may not realize it until later in life. I know I didn't realize it till later in life, but I always say you don't know how strong we we actually are until we have to be that strong. Yeah, the shakeups are the opportunity. Correct. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I just want to thank you again because you are really like no thank other. You, thank you. And this was I feel my favorite episode. I feel changed as a person. I right agree. Now. I feel. I feel well. happy. We're going to start reading one of your twenty-seven books this week. <laughs> I'm going to read. Now, just so you're aware, I'm going to read it to Rachel because she's not really going to read a book. Just I'm totally aware. reading her books. I'm on it. There's books on tape, right? Love you. Well, your books are. Your thank books you. Are. Oh, bye bye. Thank you so much. Seriously, I'm blown away. I'm changed as a person. I I feel like I just had a um a spiritual experience. Me too. I feel somewhat cleansed. Some I just feel smarter. I feel stronger. I feel like an invincible woman. I feel like that was the happiest marriage I've ever seen in my life. I think that might be our number one marriage so far. I, can we just aim for that? Because they're 20 years ahead of us in marriage. Mm-hmm. And they're exactly 20 years ahead of us in being together. They're 50 years together and 44 years married. So can we aim for this? Let's plan. Aim high, baby. Let's five aim o'clock high. cocktail. Well, we do that. You keep telling me I'm beautiful. I let's do that. not Let's not fail on that. I have to tell you, you're beautiful more. Obviously, that's the I, deficiency. I own that. I own that. I but own by the that. way, you I own that. I own it. Okay. Just quit while you're ahead. Don't make a comment. I'm just trying to tell you, honey, actions speak louder than words. So rather than say it. I just said I own it. Now you're going to ruin could, it. No, now I'm not going to want to do it. Show me how much you love me. <sighs> Snooze. Um, so okay. anyway, by the way, let's just, can we just. They work no, together. Can we just give Alan the due that he deserves? I mean, he is the man. I mean, he was like, I'm she over was rolling Canada. with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, but he's like, I'm over Canada. I'm just going to, zi- zi- you know, zip down into like LA. Oh, <laughs> by the way, I'm just like, oh, the most beautiful woman in LA. Yep. There we go. And it's like amazing. I think he's like the man and he's so smart. He's business so wise. smart. I mean, they're I just he- smart together. You know, I think they, I think they, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's like sort of like you and I, like we're kind of smarter together because we can, you know, not so yin and be, yang. sort of like you, you got two fronts. You got the creative front and the business front at the same time. And, you know, as long as you're aligned, like they certainly are, it seems like uh, you get some more strength from that. I could have literally spoken to them until tomorrow. I agree. Like there, I had so many more questions. A thousand more. And we didn't even play the, the newlywed game with them. Not that's oh, We don't even need it. I feel like they're living the newlywed game. No, it's amazing. Well, they, you know what? They would actually get everything right. It would be annoying. But be also, like, oh, duh, duh, duh. But also, like, the the irony for me is that Chrissy Snow, if you think about the irony of her life, how it turned out and what the character she played was, because she played this, like, beautiful, ditzy, blonde character. 
And she's the polar opposite of Ditsy. She lectured to 6,000 doctors. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can't be a dum-dum Exactly. To do that. 27 books. Did I repeat? 27 books. Thigh masters. They're crushing it. And it's not like they're out there being like, oh, we're crushing it. They're just quiet mm -hmm. and happy. Yep. I love it. Good yep. for them. I have to say that episode, I've loved all of our episodes, but I'm just going to go with this might be my favorite. But so there's far. also a ton of nostalgia because, you know, she didn't I just touch Frank Sinatra. She performed, and they were friends they were with friends. Frank Sinatra. He had a martini casual. with Frank Sinatra. In many, Palm Springs. Many of them. Like, do you know how chic that it's is? so chic. Oh, my God. What do you think they were wearing? Uh, I didn't even get to ask that question. I wanted to ask. Like, what did they wear no, for that? No, I wanted that? to ask Alan what she was wearing his first uh, first time he saw her, if he remembered. But I, didn't oh, get to ask. I guarantee you he remembers. I'm sure he did. That's but why. I also, you know what else I loved? I have to say before before I move on. I loved how candid they were. I loved how honest they were unapologetically honest. They weren't hiding anything. They were and fully, everything this, was on the table. And even to this day, it's funny the way he said where she was fired. Like it's a very like, most people like wouldn't even use those words. Yeah, it's but true. But it's just so transparent. It wasn't like sugar. No, this is what happened. This is what we did about that. And this is what we learned yeah. from it. It was like, I agree. So refreshing. But right? wouldn't you agree that our lowest points have been our, have changed us and made us like, for me, my lowest points of my life and career made me better and stronger because it, I refocused and, and really like, it gives you that time to really think, she was you know, right. That's, I mean, in a weird way, that's kind of what COVID did for a lot of people. Yes. Is how are we going to reinvent ourselves? I agree. What's the next version of ourselves? And do we want to be this version for the next 10 years? And I think a lot of people thought about that and said, mm, maybe not. But I loved how honest she was about blending families. Cause I think not that many people are that honest about that and how hard that is actually, you know, and I, I really appreciated that. If you liked what you heard so far, we have. We're pretty obsessed with it, just saying. Totally unbiased. Please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us an amazing rating and review. And of course, keep on listening. Also, tell us your story. There's a Works For Us phone line that you can call to leave us a message with your very own relationship stories. And we're planning to share our favorites on the podcast. You can also ask us for relationship advice, although we can't stress enough that we are not actually experts, but we'll still take your questions. So if you want to share your story or ask us a question, give us a call at 657 549 2251. That's 657-549-2251. You can also find all of our contact info on our Instagram at, at works.for.us. That's at works.for.us. We want to leave you, of course, with a little highlight and low light from our week. In relationships, the bad comes with the good. And so this is our time to mention a little bit of both. Babe? High and low. Well, I think the low light of my week is certainly the fact that a good friend of mine's uh, father passed away and I'm going to go to the funeral. And, you know, every time something like this happens, it's sort of just, you start, you know, thinking about your own mortality a little, I think, and everyone else is around you. And uh, he was just an amazing guy. So I'm, you know, I want to obviously go <laughs> to New York. And just to, just to sort of clarify that, it's one of his 
best friends from when he was four years old, who's still one of his best friends because yeah. Roger keeps his friends for life. Yeah. Um, and You're it's stuck his with father. Me. But anyway, so that's a, certainly a low light. Um, and I think a highlight, I'm going to kind of go back to the kids. I mean, I, I'm just loving the kids these days and how they're thriving in their yeah, school. Yeah, they're just thriving. But I mean, the fact that Skyler sent me a video yesterday after his football game because he was proud of the play he made was just delicious. I was in the car with him and he's like, I'm going to call daddy and tell him I got the flag. I made the, the final that he play. Wants to call I was his, called the MVP. The fact that he wants to call his daddy because me looking at it and being proud of him is important to him is like, it's so amazing. I don't know how to explain it, but that was a real highlight. The low light for me was that my nephew was visiting which we're all so excited about and had all these plans. And then he got a stomach virus for 24 hours, which took him down. More like crushed. 48 hours. Mm, like he was in the room from Friday to Sunday. Well, we kind of locked him in there yeah, in clearly. isolation. Cause obviously a germ these days you have to isolate. I mean, a guest is a guest until they have the <laughs> stomach bug. Then they're an enemy. <laughs> so that was a low light. Um, but he's back on track and he's feeling great. Um, okay. Highlight for me Besides that, I get to watch Sky play flag football and all of that good stuff and how exciting that was for him to be called the MVP for the first time in his life. Um, I have to say this podcast was an absolute highlight for me. I have the biggest smile on my face. The fact that Suzanne Summers knows who I am I know. and knows about my career is the most... Isn't that amazing, Rachel? I was thinking that too. She's like, Rachel, like, what a great brand. You've been out there for like, so long. Wow. We're like, wow. So, so well, that like, means... She knows what I've done. She knows anything about me. I know. This that means like, that like wow. Suzanne Summers during her day, like one day was like reading something like, oh, that Rachel Zogar. Wow. <laughs> good for her. Like, that's amazing, Rachel. You should be proud of Aww. yourself. And I should feel the way I typically feel, which is terrible because she didn't know my name and she was looking forward to meeting me. So that's how I live my life, Rachel, even though we do the same things and I work just as hard. Maybe you should. But remember you said you never like, you, you wanted to be rich and anonymous, remember? Yeah. In well, college. The, when we were in college, everyone said, Raj, what do you want to do? He said, I don't care. I want to be rich and anonymous. That's fine with me. So there you just go. So yeah, part. is it though? Because she didn't no, know your name and part. it just seemed to be really hurt No, I just want to be acknowledged. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's my insane husband. Bye.